0: Hi, Mike Tena welcome to the panel on RNZ National Freeman Freemanaho here for Wallace Chapman and with me today Patrick Smalley is a founder and now managing editor of Business Desk and Ruani Pereira is a journalist on the Hui Kia ora welcome both of you to the panel
1: Kia ora you Kia
2: ora
0: Oh Patrick between now and five on the panel well the carrots haven't been enough presumably so the government is bringing in a big stick to get the supermarket duology, uh, duology, duology, up to open up its warehouses to the competition what's the ideal population size of Aotearoa New Zealand could the team of five million Handle another couple of million over the next decade, how about another four million? Text 2101 with your thoughts for our guest, who's all for a population boost. We warn about a scandemic that's seen three in five of us experiencing a spike in attempted scams in the last year. Bullying in the workplace, often it's not deliberate, Um, but still it's causing huge problems around the country. So Gina Murphy from Working Wise joins us with some practical advice So far, it's just the one. But soon, cruise ships will be returning to our ports in big numbers. But should we be more cautious than excited? And today's talking point? Well, if you Google retirement villages in New Zealand, you'll keep seeing the word boom. Especially, apparently, since COVID-19 made many older people living at home feel vulnerable. But what if that's not your thing? What about the idea of going in with friends and family of a similar vintage to buy and convert a big place and maybe pitch in together to pay for carers and cleaners? Have you done something similar? Maybe you're thinking about it. Maybe you've got an even better idea. Let us know. Text 2101 or email the panel at rnz.co.nz. It's 12 minutes past four. It's been around 32 years since New Zealand represented women's roller hockey hockey. On a global scale, it used to be big here, but it's been a long time. Reviving a sport in Aotearoa is tough work. You haven't had the youth coming through. There's no one to coach and manage to get it off the ground. Taranaki local Ruth Opai not only represents New Zealand on the National Women's Roller Hockey team, she cleans the rink, coaches the under-14 girls and is on numerous committees. Kia ora, Ruth. Thanks for finding the time to join us on the panel. Kia ora. What do you love about roller hockey? And in fact, how did you even find out about it?
3: Oh, wow. I found out of it uh, by my daughter, who took an interest in skating, and we went down to the local rink for a Friday night skate night. She, just a little bit of a chip off the old block, decided that, yep, no, first time on skates, we can run. And this caught the attention of somebody from the roller hockey club, who came up alongside her and said, I think you should come to our Tuesday night roller hockey club and give it a go. You'd be great. So along we went and um, just sitting on the sideline watching her um, just run on these skates and it's like um, field hockey but on roller skates. It was a fast, dynamic, fun sport and there was no sitting on the sideline for us. Being um, asked whether we could just be another number to fill up a team at the next tournament, got me on my skates, started to try and get my balance back. And uh, yeah, that's the short version.
0: Well, that was a bit and of luck. I am now. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ruth, that was a bit of luck, really, because I'm not sure that I knew that there was roller hockey going on. I'm not a very sporty person. I must be honest. But why was the sport struggling? Given, as you say, there's adrenaline, there's speed. You know, even hockey without skates is exciting. It's a thrilling sport.
3: Mm. Well, I wouldn't have known it existed either until I just came across it and it became visible. And I think that for Roller hockey has been part of um, maybe why it has diminished is the lack of visibility. It's not um, publicized uh, unless you actually see it. It's very hard to understand it in its own right. And often, as I found when I had been introduced to this and I went to look for some more information, particularly getting gear, I kept getting um, transported through to rink, inline hockey and ice skating and it wasn't the um traditional roller hockey on quad skates and i i found that there was a blur between the names of rink hockey in some spheres um, hemisphere rink hockey is inline and in others roller hockey is the term and that was there was a confusion being between the terminology And I I think, don't quote me on this, there has been a change in terminology which makes it even more difficult to find your way in the Google searches to get more understanding about this particular sport.
0: You're credited with really helping to revive the sport in in New Zealand. That's a huge commitment on your part. So not just joining the, the team, you've gone all out to really promote it, right?
3: Yeah, I think because it's, when we came across it, it definitely was about family, which sat with um, my my own personal um, mission and, and verse for life and, and also my husband is that everything centred around us as a family. We could get involved in the sport all together at varying levels, a bit like skiing. You know, it's one for all ages, and there wasn't that gender bias physically that stops you um, from participating in the sport. So as a female, I could kind of compete with males um, quite safely and adequately, and it was really just uh, however much time you spend skating and the aptitude and development of your own skill um, as to how far you want to go. But um, within New Zealand, to get this up and running, Yes, you needed to have a passion for the sport. You also need to be really um, willing to serve and do the most menial task if it is cleaning the toilets and the rink so that the place is a nice place to go and you're getting people comfortable being there. Well, that's a start. And then there's all the time commitment to actually do all the little jobs that are needed to, to be done just to get a tournament or to get people to able, being able to access and get involved. Someone's got to do it.
0: Now, you're also, as well as all this work you do behind the scenes, Ruth, the goalie of our national team. Um, and such a shame. We were, we were ready to go, I think. We you ready to go to Argentina, and now you can't um, go, right? Yeah. Um, it's not like
3: the world's, you know, they have put their... Stop, sign up and said no you can't go but in light of all that is happening in Argentina particularly at the moment it isn't a safe place especially for a whole busload of females we're quite a target and with entering the world stage after
2: 30 odd
3: years of not being at that level um, there's a bit of an onus on the girls that follow and the pathway of roller hockey to go to a, a very um, unsafe and uh, an, an environment where you're actually not certain that the whole the whole competition is going to be as good as it can be. You know, we don't know how many teams are actually going to have confidence enough to be there. So are we going to be facing a lot of teams globally uh, to get that level of competition that we're wanting to to edge back into? Uh, are the girls that we're taking with us going to be put off because it's actually quite a scary, not so safe environment? And is that the first um, step back into the world stage that we really want to give people following us confidence and And have a good foundation for what's to come. And we we kind of erred on the safety side and went, it's a long way. And at this stage, very expensive. Minimum $10,000 trip each person. And that's funded all by ourselves individually. And it's a long way, very expensive to just take a gamble.
0: One of the the other things, Ruth, that we love about this story is that you picked up the sport in your 40s. You're a busy mum. Um, for people who who might perceive that, you know, taking up a sport in your 40s, what are you thinking? What advice or what would you say back to them?
3: Oh, do not not put limitations on the extent of your life. You have opportunities and why not take them? Um, Yes, it takes juggling. Yes, it takes being creative, and yes, it takes a little bit of a hard graft, but it's, it is possible, and I really wanted to turn that stone over, and I wanted to just test it, prove it, because I do believe it is possible, so I think if you have any kind of desire to live the most out of your life, and get, um, get a rich, full life, then... Don't put the caps on that is out there in front of you. Look beyond it. Look at what you think you could achieve or if you've got the slightest belief that you can, give it a go. And look, I'm walking that journey. So if that inspires you a little bit, come walk it with me because it is happening and it is possible.
0: Pi Ruth or Pi Living the Dream. Now, Mehi Nui, we wish you well. Three minutes to four. Time to welcome back our panelists. Uh, Patrick Smelly, what have you been thinking?
1: I have been wondering a little bit whether uh, we might see the end of masks being required almost everywhere, apart from perhaps on public transport and planes. I say that because, not because I th- I think masks are a bad idea. I think masks are actually a very good idea. And, and a, a lot of people who oppose them don't really understand exactly what it is that a mask seeks to do, uh, which is basically to stop your breath getting to other people as much as it is to stop you breathing other people's breath. But I, I just, I think with the, a uh, recent peak in cases now falling away uh, with the advent of spring in the next probably three or four weeks. It'll start to get a bit warmer, uh, but less likely that you get another wave of, of uh, infection with through the, the winter flu season. Uh, the sense that there's an opportunity to give everyone a bit of a rest uh, from masks, I think, is probably going to be quite um, compelling. And you know, in the end, uh, these are political as much as they are health decisions uh, at this stage of of the pandemic's um, course. So I'm I'm just wondering whether whether there might be a, um, a an easing up in that area fairly shortly.
0: Rewani, what do you think?
2: Yeah, no, um, I think so. I think you're quite right, Patrick. Um, the, uh, you know, you go round to. Some of the busier malls around Auckland, and um, you know, it's not even fifty percent now. It's le- a lot less than that, fewer than that that people are actually wearing them. Um, I was recently yeah. in Thailand just on holiday, and they're they're still, you know, quite compulsory in the in the malls and um, in cabs and that kind of thing. So they you know, it's kind of not that strange going to another country where masking was, um, was the norm, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, Wellington's quite yeah. compliant, it's interesting, but I do find myself being that person who scowls at people who don't wear their masks and I just nipped down oh. to get some lunch today and was in a lift, three other people not wearing their masks and I realised I was holding my breath the entire <laughs> way down you know, so I'm a so I'm,
2: Karen, I'm a total Karen Lynn, you know? and even on um, the flights that I've taken recently I was asking people to wear their masks because they just weren't, even though was mandatory so I mean I think also
0: I've been very lucky and I work pretty hard I haven't had the blimmin COVID-19 and I don't want it so that might make people like me a bit more anxious but we'll find out what the listeners think in the next hour Ruani, we love your um, I've been thinking so hold that thought because we're going to come back to it in the next half an hour or so Uh, or to come on the panel after the news